0: Welcome back to Star Realms Minicast. Paul Solomon here. I'm having a great day. Sun is out here in St. Louis. It's beautiful and uh, things are just fun on the realms. Uh, I've been playing in the Rogue Realms Retribution, which is a massive um, round-robin tournament with some team formats going on as well. And uh, I've been doing really well there. Um, Just really fun. Great camaraderie in that group. Loving life. Got a lot of tournaments going on. Made the semis on something. Made the quarters in one of the Master Series tournaments. So it's just ah, just feels good to be competing. Um, let's see what else is going on. I'm also in a really interesting uh, tournament on, again, Rogue Realms Splinter Group called Rogie Harmony. And this is something that Alex Hines, friend of the minicast, set up. Basically, the idea here is that, um, you know, it's just a fun tournament. But you, you players are paired together based on their answers to survey questions. So question might ask you, who's your nemesis? Um, What's your favorite card, whatever. And then the list is given and you you sort of rank who you'd like to play against and then players are matched and they play. And we sort of treat it thematically like it's a dating service and we're being paired up and sent off on dates. And then the dates all go very badly because someone gets brutalized by the other. And you know, they sort of tell a fun story. Uh, What's cool here Apart from just the overall fun of getting to know other players and community around the game, um, this week, my date, so to speak, is with Lucas Hobbs, um, whose name is, I don't know, Tempt or T3MPT, and uh, he actually is coming to St. Louis this week, so he and I will have a real-life Star Realms date. We're going to meet at the Miniature Market Retail Superstore, sit down at a table, play with the physical cards and really have a good time. I've never met anybody off of the realms, um, so this is gonna be cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Got a question of the day coming up, stay tuned for that, here we go. Question of the day time, today I wanna talk about explorers, and really I just wanna discuss anything. So call in to the show, leave a message on Facebook with any thoughts, but I'll ask a couple of specific questions. How do you see these things being used in the game? What do you see as their use and relative power? And in particular, I guess I'm asking the following. You know, I want to rank Explorers among the other two cost ships a little bit. Tell me what's right above it and what's right below it. Uh, The most natural comparison, obviously, would be the Repair Bot. Many say that it's a, you know, Repair Bot is a better Explorer. Um, I think that's true. There's also the. I don't think it's the Union Drone, but there's a little... There's something from United Assault, I think, that's like a a star something that's a little... It's like a cheaper Explorer. Um, Is it better than Imperial Smuggler? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Is it better than Trade Raft? Let me know. Um, So call in. Let me know. Say, hey, you know what? I think it goes like this. This card's better than Explorer. This card's worse than Explorer. And maybe that'll help us pin it down a little bit. Explorers have a kind of an interesting um, place in the game. I think for newcomers to Star Realms, you see them on the side of the board. There they are. There's a stack. They're always available. And it seems at first like it's just a band-aid. Um, and that may even be true, that they were put into the game because sometimes you have nothing you can buy. And you need to buy them to just up your, um, up your trade ability, your reach, as some might say. And that might be true. This is obviously something that's inherited from the design of Ascension, uh, a game very similar to uh, Star Realms. But I think there's more than that going on. I find that sometimes I am buying Explorers just because they give me a nice flexibility. What I've come to understand about the game is that flexibility in cards like Patrol Mech, Imperial Smuggler, RAM, anything that scraps gives you options, Barter World, is huge and should be valued by players and kind of um, stressed and grabbed for. So, explorers actually do that. They give you two money and they give you a little extra pop to clear bases early on. This is something that I'm thinking about every single first... Hello, motorcycle. Every single second deck, first deck, oh, they got a base, I got to make sure I can bring that down. And sometimes the best option to do that is explorers uh not something like a mercenary cruiser which is awesome it gives you that damage it's going to be a good card but depending on the trade row you might need to accomplish both and explorers will kind of be your friends so let me know when are you using explorers where do you see their value and uh how do you rank them with the other cards see you later hey paul Dog here I generally avoid buying Explorers after the second shuffle unless there's a bomb on the road that I really need to get. And I start to scrap them out once my authority starts to get below 40, unless I'm going to save them up to take out a base or if you you want to hang on to that authority when you're playing the long game. Hey, Paul. Emil Geiger here. One way that I use Explorers is to fill in if I have a very scrap heavy deck, uh, you know, I get a bunch of trade bots on the opening row or something like that. And I realize I might be trade starved later on. If I don't have good good trade options on the trade row, I might scrap two scouts, uh, and also buy an explorer in one turn. And so I basically consolidated my trade, my scout trade into a bunch of explorers that then I can get rid of later. Um, so that's one thing I do because I definitely have ended up in games where I'm trade starved if I go too scrap heavy early. That's my thoughts. All right, big thanks to Poo Dog, and also to Emil Geiger for uh, calling in and giving us your thoughts on Explorers. I hear this a lot, actually, from players that they think about in terms of, like, the game pace and state, where they are, um, in terms of health uh, count, how much authority they have left, and we heard Pudog say when he's about... If he's north of 40, he might be taking Explorers. Um, but it does depend on the game length overall as well, because, of course, if there are bases in play and it's going to extend things and authority gain, um, you, may want, you may find yourself, even in the mid-game, needing to... Uh, Get one of those things. I always go back to what I heard Sam Hall say, which is when one of those game-breaking cards hits the rows, uh, you've got to make a play for it, or you've got to have another another plan. So um, sometimes that plan is explorers. All right, let's uh, let's head over to the right ins and take a look here. Um, explorers. Rick Demille says that's dark lighter for you. Explorers are useful early game to give economy, and unlike cards like Fed Shuttle and Trade Pod, you can get rid of them. And that's awesome. Here's a great point that Rick brings up. Early game, I also selectively buy and scrap Explorers to keep my deck a multiple of five. Accounting for draws, of course. To avoid bottom decking. Um, we've talked about this a lot here on the minicast. Keeping your deck in multiples of five, ideally 15 or 10, is going to make sure that you get all your cards. You don't miss scraps. And having Explorers, again, gives you that flexibility to um, control that a little more than a lot of other cards. So that's a great one. Rick also gives us a comparison. He says this is slightly worse than Repairbot. So he said it, yes, Repairbot's a better explorer. Um, slightly worse, Fed Shuttle. And I agree for sure. Jay Graffius, JKMNO, he tells us an interesting point here. He picks a card that's slightly better, Corvette, and the card that's worse, Corvette. So here's what he means in the first deck, um, uh, Corvette is worse. And then later on, it's way better. So uh, that's an interesting point. I like that. Um, Jay also says he rarely keeps them past his first use unless he used a gambit or something. The uh, exploration one and got a pre-shuffle. That's pretty true. I agree. The uh, Ori Kagan says that the great thing about buying Explorers is when you buy them, they don't flip a cutter for your, explorer, for your opponent or a ram or a missile bot or whatever. And that is, that is another point. So as, as we compare Repairbot to Explorer, apart from the emotional dissatisfaction of not being able to scrap with Repairbot about 50% of the time, um, slash all the time, Repair bot has one disadvantage, which is that when you buy it, it flips a card for your opponent. And that may, that may be sad time for you. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Alex Sarkeesian, Silent Al, he says, The use of explorers usually he, bleh, clues me into how experienced a player is. Common mistakes are overvaluing them late game and undervaluing them early game. So if I see my opponent doing one of those, I know what kind of person I am dueling with. Good answer there. Kevin Bontrager. Another consideration is how much money I have toward buying the card I flip. Say there are four, or five plus cards on the row and a star barge. If I have two or three trade, I might just take the explorer and call it quits. But if I have, if I have four, finding out what's underneath the star barge um, is what I'm doing. It's a good good thought there i'm not sure that i am in exactly the same boat um that sounds a lot more situational perhaps but uh yeah i like i I do buy stuff to see what's underneath there digging can be dangerous of course but there are benefits to be had marauder mo says explorers are by design the worst possible card to buy and i'm gonna pause here and i'm just gonna say i'm not sure that i do i agree. Like. I said this earlier on in the episode, I see from a design standpoint how they're almost a bandaid. They have to be there because sometimes you need them. So they're, they're sort of from a design perspective, like a last resort almost. But I don't know that I agree with Mo that uh, they're the worst possible card to buy. There are, worse, there are worse cards. Anyway, that said, there are certain corner cases where it is either the only or perhaps the best choice available. Okay. Mo continues, Personally, I judge card pool formats by how often I have to buy explorers. If rarely, um, type A, which would be all expansions, colony wars, etc., I think it's a good format by design. If I have to buy explorers often, vanilla, ships and bases only, then that's not so good a format. So I think what Mo is saying here is that um, he likes formats where he doesn't have to buy explorers. Uh, I wish he would elaborate more on that. I guess what he's saying is that the game play is better on the trade row than when you have to go for explorers i don't know if i agree i'm not sure if you'd even say that i like having explorers as a as an option uh and again as i said early in the episode i think sometimes buying them for their damage and flexibility is the best strategic play so hmm, interesting Alrighty, thanks for the write-ins everybody greatly appreciated All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Star Realms Minicast. Big thanks to Poodog and also Emil Geiger for their call-ins, everybody that wrote in. Y'all are the heroes, and in fact, today, you're the United Heroes. Stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be talking about the arena and the United Heroes release. Super, super exciting stuff on the Star Realms app. Check that out. See you next time, and until then, I will see you on the Realms.